Shalom everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Upper Room After Hours. I'll be your host yet again. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, really appreciate your time yet again. Um, this is our second part in our mini-series, The Labourers in the Vineyard, where I'll be taking a, a look at different uh, facets of the body of Christ, all of the different elements in operation uh, today. And um, again, just a disclaimer, this isn't necessarily a uh, an endorsement or an affiliation of, of any of the uh, ministries covered uh, within uh, within this series. But I thought it'd just be proper, profitable to... Uh, to take a look at these uh, different individuals, different ministries, and to and to see what we can glean from them. And uh, these are all uh, individuals that I've enjoyed and uh, learned uh, different things uh, from from uh, different people at different times. Um, in our previous episode, we look at uh, we looked at some apologists, uh, some great uh, pointers towards conversations and witnessing to individuals and answering some uh, very deep questions. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be looking at um, street preachers, evangelism uh, specifically. Um, obviously, evangelism being a, a very broad spectrum, but I thought it'd be good to look at the the classic uh, preaching um, element to what is uh, commonly attributed to, to to Christianity and to the faith in general, that we are to, to go out and preach the gospel to the nations and uh, in its classic f- classic format, it's uh, it's a case of of going out into the town and uh, bringing people to repentance, essentially. But uh, hopefully, through the episode, we'll look at the different dynamics and the the different elements of what that actually entails uh, on the whole. Um, but with that being said, let's uh, let's go to our our first offering. Now, again, these are these may or may not be individuals that you're familiar with. Uh, this particular uh, gentleman I came across uh, quite a few years ago, and um, again, a, a guy that's very active, uh, he's put in a lot of work with regards to uh, traveling the nations, uh, witnessing uh, in many different ways, putting himself in the firing line <laughs> in very different uh, uh, situations, which uh, again, if you're familiar with this ministry, you'll be uh, you'll be aware of the the things that he, that he does. Um, this uh, this first clip, for me, it can encapsulate the power of uh, the love of Yeshua, the love of Jesus, uh, and the power of of truth, uh, particularly in the face of uh, adversity. And I think this um, this clip highlights maybe the, I guess, what can be one of the more um, scary elements of. of of preaching or, or uh, evangelizing in the streets is is uh, I guess an element of manifestation and spiritual um, uh, spiritual uh, I guess confrontation which uh, you know blessed are the peacemakers I, I for one am not too uh, too keen about confrontation but um, obviously when you mention the word uh, Jesus uh, quite often it can get pretty hairy so um, this this highlights the power of, of, of love and reaching those in love and um, yeah uh, there's a bit of language in there uh, which I'm sure we can um, we can edit but uh, yeah we'll just uh, we'll just take a look and so we need a standard of truth the word of God you have a problem with me what's your problem with me 
You want to share your problem with everybody? What's your problem? Do you know me? Do you know me? Do you know me? Okay, we, we can we, we can both okay we can both talk over each other. Okay, listen, we can both talk over each other. Why do you have to share your beliefs with me? So why do you have to scream at me? But why do you have to scream at me? Why are you? If, if it's inside, why are you talking? Why? You, why are you talking? Then? Why are you telling me? Then why are you talking? Then why are you talking? You're talking to your brother. Okay, that's that's wonderful. I'm I'm from I'm from the planet Earth. I'm from planet Earth. No, 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 that's that's fine. No, that's fine. I'm from planet Earth. I'm from planet Earth. You're from planet Earth, yeah. But I belong to the kingdom of God. No one's here, Bob. Oh, you are. No one's here. You're still here, right? You're you're still here. You're still here. Okay. If you think I'm a cult, what are you? What are you? What are you, sir? Don't touch me. 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 Listen, I could do something, but the problem. See, with this, uh, I, I think we get into uh, quite often is the um, is the first obstacle is that as as a you know as preaching evangelizing you are uh, an ambassador and a representation of Christ and, and God on earth and um, uh, a lot of individuals on the streets uh, do have a lot of hurt a lot of pain a lot of trauma and are actually angry with God it says in the word that the man is at enmity with God and that enmity. Um, is uh, we're magnets for that enmity essentially and um, quite often when it comes to these sorts of situations this isn't a personal situation like this guy doesn't know David Lynn at all but he knows spiritually in his, in his spirit man that you know he's a, he's a representative of, of Christ so whatever hurt whatever trauma that he has whatever animosity that he has towards uh god he's he, he's just taking all the bullets for that like he's um offloading essentially which uh yeah it's often not personal and particularly if it does come to you know in extreme cases where there's a manifestation of some some sort some sort it's it's again we don't wrestle with flesh and blood it's it's principalities and wickedness in high places so this it, it, it ascends the the personal element to this uh conflict god's gonna do in your life it's what god is gonna do no no it's, it's what god's gonna do you're gonna stand before god and you're gonna be judged you're gonna be judged and sent right to hell because of your actions because of your cursing anger on the inside i, I don't know but you know what i know that you're angry and I know that there's demons inside of you, and I know that you have no peace inside of you because you're rejecting Jesus Christ. You're rejecting the truth. You're rejecting. So the real cult is the one that's holding you in bondage. The devil is holding you in bondage, and you don't want to be set free. And I'm here to talk to you today. There's, that, there's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're here because something on the inside of you is telling you that something we're saying is true. That's why you can't walk on by. You know it, and that's why you're angry. Something is touching at your heart. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you accept the truth, it'll set you free. I don't know what you've been through. You may have been traumatized. Abused. I don't know what you've been through, but you know where God is? Right here, right here, right here. Here we go. Where, where has God ever been for me? Like, there's there's deep pain. Like, the 
you know there's a friction there and uh, quite often i say if, if there is that friction then there's 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 hope of um uh it, it's not just that flat out atheistic you know man's wisdom of like well i don't believe in god because of x y and z it's like you tell there's just pain and he needs he know he needs healing he needs help but he doesn't know how you know again that that sense of abandonment and anger towards um towards god essentially so he's like where where is he and he wants to reach out to you he wants to make a message out of your mess he wants to change you and use you he wants to do listen i was in jail many times you're not talking to some punk I was a thug on the street just like you. I went through a lot of stuff just like you. So don't think you're talking to some punk on the street. You're talking to someone just like you, but God set me free. You think I don't know streets? I know streets, but God set me free from the streets. You think I don't know problems? I had much problems. I had a broken family. I was all over the place doing drugs and alcohol with a bunch of women, but God set me free. All of us. He was ex-homosexual. He was an ex-homosexual. I went through much stuff, but God took my mess and made it into a messenger to do the same thing for you. There's hope for your life, brother. We're not, here, we're not here because we hate you. We're here because God loves you, man. You're a somebody. You're a somebody. You need to know that today. Why don't you just receive the love? I don't know what you've been through, but receive the love, man. I suck, but God loves you, man. What's your name? My name's David. Hallelujah. You see, the reason why you're here is because God's not giving up on you. God's not giving up on you. Would you look, listen, listen. This is what I did when I was 16. I accepted Christ in my life. I heard about the love of God and I accepted it. It wasn't an easy road, but I accepted the love of God. Would you just like to try it? Give, give Jesus a chance. Try it, man. Try it, brother. Would you like to try that? Say, say, say this prayer with me. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus with me. I need you in my life. Come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross for me. Change me. I want your love. I want your strength. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Glory to Jesus Christ. I mean that's that's real powerful like obviously i don't know the the story of the guy concerned and whether he really truly came to repentance or not but um just the the power of the behavior um his animosity his anger and the more uh, david was able to relate to him and explain to him you know it's not about being in, being holier than now or anything like that he, he just by the spirit he gave him the uh uh, that connection and then you just see it you just see it melt and a receiving of the love and um just a, a real beautiful moment so um i just think that's a really uh beautiful um a beautiful example of what can take place you know when you're in these places like it looked like he's in some port some part of london and there's things going on in and around the area. Like quite often we're, we're talking about territories, we're talking about principalities. When you go into these territories that you're going to be facing, uh, animosity, hatred, vitriol, all of these things, 
Um, but but yet you get these little pockets of the kingdom being uh, brought and, and preached and uh, bringing hope to, to lost people. Um, what I really like about David Lynn is he's quite um, uh, uh, unshakable in, in what he's doing. He's obviously uh, got a lot of experience. He's faced a lot of adversity whilst doing this. And again, this is a this isn't necessarily a case of this is how we can all go out and do these things because um, you know the scriptures uh, advocate and suggest that people are called to different um, parts of, of of the faith. But what you see is a man who's experienced. He's gone through a lot of uh, difficulty in his calling, um, and he's very uh, you know strong in in his position, and that just puts. Uh, you know, he doesn't get upset or angry with the guy who's who's uh, bringing bringing the heat to him, but he's just giving him the love, and uh, I think that's a great example. Now, um, our second video, I'm staying with David Lynn, because I, I think when I first saw this, I think this is just classic. This is just a classic moment uh, for me, very powerful, um, a very powerful day and situation. Now, the principle of this... Um, I believe that he's, I mean, this is a few years old, but he goes to Vancouver and uh, he's baptizing people and it coincides with uh, an LGBT um, day or celebration. And for me, like, this is just an absolute clash of kingdoms. And um, and uh, again, he's just like very uh, stoic in what he's doing there. And um, this is just a... Yeah, really powerful clip, and this isn't necessarily direct street preaching or evangelism, but again, it's frontline stuff, and I just think it's a very inspiring uh, uh, thing that he's he's done. Like I said, number one, I'm not here to talk to anybody that doesn't want my message. Number two, I'm not targeting any community. Number three, I'm here to baptize people that have already accepted my message. And I hope as a newscaster and as someone that's a member of the LGBT community, you can respect freedom of rights and speech. Do you do you respect freedom of rights and speech? Why do you have to baptize? I'm asking. Why do you have to baptize? Because I'm in location? Vancouver. There's a lot of other locations that you can baptize at. Where? Where? If you can tell me, I would gladly go. I would gladly go to any beach that's nearby. Can you tell me one? Last I checked, the gay community was way on the other side of the beach. The reason why I came to this side of the beach is because it's not the gay community. I'm a black man. How am I supporting white supremacy? The judgment of God is being seen. He just, he just. Man of God. Hallelujah. I'm a blasphemous sinner, but I'm ready to put that all behind me because Jesus is the truth and the life. The only objective truth in this world. Praise the Lord. Just a side note. Praise I'm loving the Bob Ross t shirt. Praise the Lord. We're going to baptize you now. This is amazing. This is an honor yeah. for me. This is an honor to be baptized by you. I wanted my family to be here. You know, my girlfriend's in Richmond. My dad's in Abbotsford. But they're going to watch this. It's going to be on film. And um, I've been wanting this my whole life. You know, I sinned yesterday. I sinned. 
just saying, I can't guide myself anymore. You take the wheel. Because I don't know what I'm doing, you know? I think a lot of stupid things, but this is the smartest thing that I can think of. Somebody praise the name! Jesus died and buried and rose again for you. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Literally, YMCA in the background. Not even the background, the foreground. Yeah, definitely um, I recommend watching the whole uh, whole thing um, it's about 40 40 minutes long um, and yeah just as I said like real clash of kingdoms in the face of adversity the resistance is there and um, I just I just love the boldness I love the courage um, and uh, I just love the uh, the strength to, to, to go out and do that um, because it says we're to go out and baptize the nations, and that's exactly what he's doing in the face of um, uh, real enmity there. Um, so that's uh, that's David Lynn, uh, Christ Forgiveness Ministries. Uh, again, not a full endorsement uh, of what they stand on theologically, but uh, nonetheless, like how you can't really deny that. Um, okay, next up, uh, someone slightly different in style uh mr ray comfort um again i don't know if you're familiar 
And uh, now Ray, uh, his ministry is the Living Waters. Um, he's very much renowned for his uh, his style, as it were. I believe that he does a lot of his work. Might be based in California. Um, so he's in, in a lot of kind of progressive areas, uh, doing the classic thing, standing up, preaching, and uh, reaching uh, people with a, a very, um, I guess... Uh, you could you could uh, postulate that it's a slightly formulaic um, way in which he he preaches and gives people the gospel, but I've I've personally um, found an application for this formula at different times um, when it comes to highlighting the commandments and the enmity that we have with God and uh, how the gospel uh, is accessible to to us. Uh, and so he, it can be leveled towards Ray that he, he might be s- sort of slightly simplistic, um, but I think he reaches a lot of people with some good stuff. And um, I've watched a lot of Ray over the time. There's a couple of good documentaries out there as well. I think there's one called Banana Man where he's ridiculed for um, arguing against evolution from uh, the design of a banana. And he just got so ridiculed like in um, American media uh, really humbled and he's a real humble guy by all accounts he's quite introverted uh, does find it difficult being around people but you would never tell because of his way so uh, personable and friendly um, but yet yeah, he has a way of uh, convicting people um, this clip in particular again there's so much there's there's literally hours and hours of footage and a lot that I could have chose but this uh this clip in particular I quite enjoyed because it's a young man who um he seems very sure in his spirituality uh, but as the um conversation progresses it becomes uh, very clear that the guy is actually pretty confused and uh his foundation of what he holds on to be true is uh, is very shaky, to say the least, and uh, just quite a powerful interchange. But uh, we'll, we'll get into um, a little bit about Ray's kind of template for how he highlights uh, the gospel. So, Mario, are you spiritual? Yes. What do you mean by that? The way I grew up, my heart, was in my neighborhood but my love I've always been loyal to love I've always known that but it deceived me I confused the two if you confuse the two it lets you down you have to pick yourself up yourself up you can't let anybody else pick yourself up is that why you mean by spiritual self-improvement yes talking about God self-improvement that's what I believe in I believe in all religions have a universal meaning. I believe in the power of the universe. I believe that we're all just human and we're all here to spread love and that's all I gotta do. (laughs) So do you think God created everything? Do you think evolution created everything? We can never know. Ever. (laughs) You may not be able to know. I know. You can know within. You hear that, Mario? I know. (laughs) You don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You can't say we can never know. That's limiting your knowledge. Um, do you ever think about how amazing life is? I mean, look at the blueness of the sky and the sun. Do you ever think about the sun, how incredible it is, how incredible it is? It's 93 million miles away, and it's just warm enough to ripen your tomatoes. Any closer, we're all dead. Further away, we're all dead. Do you ever think about how amazing that is? I do. How did it get there? 
I had to learn it myself. I had to go within. And nobody can teach it for you. You have to go within. And you can unlock the secrets to the universe if your loyalty lies in love for yourself. That's it. You love yourself? There's so much in what this guy's talking about in terms of a very cut out, cut and paste um, spirituality that is banded about today. It's, it's generally like the, the Tesco of spirituality. It's, it's just standard. It's the universe. It's all about love and doing what makes you happy. Um, but again, without a clear definition of what love is, um, a biblical framework for what love actually constitutes, you're on a, a slippery slope because you can attribute everything uh, to this uh, to this version of love and it's not incorrect to say that it's about love and loving your neighbor and loving people around you loving yourself um, but without a biblical uh, context um, the definitions are just uh, are a bit whacked out and um, you, again you've got no groundwork and you know the first impressions this guy seems very um, there's a sweetness to him and he, he, he seems genuine in, in what he's trying to like say and, and believe in but um, the whole like universe, love, love everything. It's all love. It's uh, yeah. We know that that's that's not the case. I do. You love God. I love God, but in my mind, God is the entire universe. So I well, love that's, the entire. That's called pantheism. There's a difference between the painter and the painting. You don't love the painting. You love the painter because he's the genius that created the painting. And so, if you love creation. You're setting your affection on the creation rather than the creator, and that's called an inordinate affection. It's a wrong order of affections. If your mum gave you a gift and you love the gift more than you love your mother, there's something wrong. You should be saying, hey, mum, thanks for this car. I'm grateful to you, not to the car. Grateful to you for the gift. Make sense? I personally know who I am and why I'm here. I found my purpose from within. I know that to be true. I've never lost that in my entire life. I've been the same person. You need love. You can't be a man without love. You have to separate yourself from love in order to find that for yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. That's the point. Do you trust yourself? I do. How many... Let me ask you a question. Spell the word shop. S-H-O-P. What do you do when you come to a green light? G-O. Good work. Spell the word silk. S-I-L-K. What do cows drink? M-I-L-K. No, they drink water. <laughs> never trust yourself, because we are, we are easily deceived. The Bible says, he who trusts his own heart is a fool. A lot of people are dead because they trusted their own heart. They made judgments. I can beat that truck and overtake this car, and they couldn't. Wrong judgment. Let me ask you another question. You said your concept of God is that he is the universe. Yeah. Do you think God is happy with you or angry at you? Depending on what you do, God will love you for it either way. <laughs> That's what I believe in. So how are you doing morally? As are you, long as you stay true to yourself, God will love you. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you know in your heart you're doing it for the right reason, love. You have nothing to worry about in this world whatsoever. It's called faith. Let's see how you're doing. Do you think you're a good person? So th we're about to get into the basically his, his, his template, do you think you're a good person? And he asked them... Uh, about four of the Ten Commandments. You know, have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever blasphemed? Uh, have you ever committed adultery? And it's at that point he begins to highlight um, the uh, the fact that we're not good people. We, we may be good in our own definition, but from a, a biblical 
uh, standard, we, we, we all fall short. Because um, quite often when you ask that, you know, are you a good good person? Nine times out of ten, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a good guy. I, I, I do good. And then when he puts God's standard to it, it quickly becomes apparent. So that's always the theme within. So if, if you watch enough of Ray's stuff, um, you will see the same template. And then once he explains that um, an individual has violated the commandments and that in a court of law that we would be uh, guilty um, and condemned to a sentence of, of hell, he then explains the gospel and how Jesus is our advocate and our, our lawyer, as it were, that, that takes the penalty for us to walk free from the court. Um, that's, that's the template, and that's the one I've, I've genuinely used it um, at different points with different people. I'm not saying like you have to use that formula every time you get into this conversation, but I did find it helpful in terms of highlighting um, the uh, the crux of our enmity with, with, with God, essentially. Yes. How many lies have you told in your life? I've lost count. Okay, what well, do you call someone who's told lies? A liar. So you've blown that one. Have you ever stolen something, even if, you're, even if it's small? Yeah. What do you call someone who steals? A liar. A thief. If you deny that you lie, steal, cheat, and deceit, you become those things. And that's what you have to understand as a human, is that you can't lose yourself in yourself, because that's the double-edged sword of love. See, you can already see the spirit is working because there's a, there's a quivering, there's a wavering. Uh, despite him uh, explaining his position, you, you can just emotionally you can see this cracking taking place, and um, I, I just think it's real powerful. There, you just got to find it for yourself in order to truly know what it is. And I just want to push that to everybody. <laughs> no, you were saying that you found yourself. What are mankind's origins? Where do we come from? Women. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, originally, I don't mean from your mother. I mean, where did, what's, what's the origin of humanity? Authenticity and love. No, the origin, where did we come from? What was in the beginning? Man and woman. <laughs> yeah, but for man and woman. Who created man and woman? A higher power. Uh, who was that? God. <laughs> okay. Why do we exist as human beings? To love. Okay, and where are, you, where are you going when you die? Whatever you did here, it depends. <laughs> okay, that's true. Now, third commandment, you should not take God's name in vain. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Okay, would you use your mother's name as a cuss word? Never. Never, because you honor her, but you haven't loved and honored God. You've used his name as a filth word to express disgust, which is called blasphemy. So serious, it's punishable by death in the Old Testament. Appreciate your honesty and your, uh, and your patience with me. Now, Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yes, I'm a man. <laughs> you had sex before marriage? Yes, I'm a man. So, Mario, I'm not judging you. You judge yourself, but you've told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterer at heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by the Ten Commandments, I've looked at four, you're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Now, does that concern you? Deep down, yeah. Man, it horrifies me. We've just met. I love you. I care about you. The thought of you going to hell just breaks my heart. Do you know what death actually is, according to the Bible? Ultimate enlightenment. Well, no, it's wages. It says the wages of sin is death. 
God's given you death as wages for your sin. He's paying you in death. He's given you capital punishment. Like a judge looks at a heinous criminal who's raped three girls and then murdered them, he says, you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what's due to you. And sin is so serious to God, Mario, that he's given you capital punishment. Lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterer at heart. Now tell me, what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? Do you remember? <clears throat> he came up with the idea that depending on what you do here, you're either good or bad, and that's it. You just got to stick to that and have the faith in that. And then no, that's not what he did. Jesus suffered and died on the cross for the sin of the world. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. Mario, if you're in court and someone pays your fine, a judge can let you go. Did you know that? You can say, Mario, there's a stack of speeding fines here. This is deadly serious. But someone's paid him. You're free to go. And he can do that which is legal and right and just. And God loves you so much, he became a human being, suffered and died on the cross to take the punishment for the sin of the world. That means you don't have to end up in hell. God can legally forgive your sins because he's the lover of your soul. And then Jesus rose from the dead and defeated death. Mario, if you give up the battle and just say, God, I'm a rebel, and you repent and trust in Christ, God will forgive every sin you've ever committed and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. Do you believe what I'm saying? Yes. It's the gospel truth. I wouldn't lie to you. Are you ready to repent and trust in Christ? Yes. Can I pray with you? <laughs> sure. Father, I pray for Mario. Thank you we met today. Thank you we met today. I pray today he'll truly repent and trust in Jesus and have his sins forgiven in a second and pass from death to life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you have a Bible at home? No. I'm, I'm going to give you some literature. Do you know why you're, you're weeping? Any idea? Because I've sinned as a man. That's called contrition. And the Bible says godly sorrow, being sorry for your sins, works repentance. So I trust today that God's brought conviction of sin to you and that you know you've sinned against God and you'll understand that God can forgive you and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. I've got some literature for you. Okay, Mario, thank you for talking to me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you interviewing me. I do. Yeah, just uh, really powerful. Um, you can get into the, the the details of the definitions of certain uh, descriptions that Ray has, whether it's blasphemy, what actually constitutes blasphemy. Is it, uh, you know, taking just saying um, the Lord's name as a cuss word or is it the besmirching of a character? Like... You can get into the dynamics of what moral law is or covenantal um, context of what the commandments are. That's, for me, they're, they're, they're deeper matters. But if, if you look at this on, on just that one-off interaction, you've got 10 minutes with somebody to tell them about God, to tell them about Yeshua, and to help uh, make somebody aware uh, of their situation I just think it's a really beautiful is illustration of, of what can be done in a, in a short space of time again if, if we're really going to get into the um, the principles of what f a full full evangelism actually is uh, about bringing people to uh, repentance like genuine repentance and a um, 
a full revelation of of Yeshua. You know that that's that's a longer conversation. But if you're talking about classic, right? Ten minutes with somebody. I'm going to give you the gospel, and I'm going to pl- plant a seed or or, or help illustrate um, something for them they weren't aware of. Uh, I think Ray does that really well. Um, again, it's not about um, how Ray sees the bigger picture in terms of the tenets of the faith, but. Um, in terms of reaching people, I just think it's really good. And uh, that, that ho- the conversation with regards to the, um, you know, the four commandments and the violation of them and Jesus being our advocate in court, I think it's a really good uh, practical way of, of laying out uh, the, the gospel message. So, yeah, that's Ray uh, Comfort, uh, Living Waters. Again, a lot of material. Um, if you're led, feel free to check him out. Um, right, so next up we have Torch of Christ Ministries. Um, you may or may not be familiar with this gentleman. I'm not too sure of his actual, his actual name, but, uh, I think he's been doing this for a, for a while. Again, you may have seen him pop up, um, on YouTube, but for me, um, this guy, he fits a very classic um, very classic definition of a evangelist in the sense that, you know, he's a prophet going into cities and towns and calling to repentance, you know, en masse. Uh, he's got some really powerful uh, playlists out there. Um, I think he did a series during... Uh, the pandemic where he went and visited 10 cities in 10 days and he's literally like in sackcloth walking through the towns and calling people to repentance um now b- before we get into this video just to define from my personal opinion when it comes to evangelism now evangelism the, the root word and its association it comes from gospel it comes from the gospel and uh, for me personally the 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 fullness of the gospel is a submittance to Christ. It's a uh, a teshuva, a uh, a turnaround, a one eighty, and to follow, uh, to accept Christ as our savior. That our salvation is justified, but what was done on the cross, and because of that love and because of that salvation, we then uh, walk as Christ walked. Uh, you know, as he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And it's then up to the individual by the revelation of the Holy Spirit to then walk as uh, as well as you can walk uh, within that um, biblical framework. So for me, uh, uh, we can have this uh, perception of, of um, you know, salvation being a, a one and done. I'm on the street. I'm giving you the gospel. Do you accept Jesus? Yes, you're now free. Da, 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 da. And then off they go um for me it's 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 a longer you know <laughs> when you look at the covenantal uh and I, i'm trying not to rabbit hole too much but if you look at the covenantal rela- uh, relationship and um template that's set within the scriptures um this isn't about just a one and done this is a a, a, a full-time commitment so quite often when it comes to evangelism we can put pressure on ourselves to go out and save people um 
that may well be the case. You may well go out and evangelize. You may well be led by the spirit to bring somebody to full repentance and, and everything. I'm not negating that. Um, however, um, to evangelize is, is, is your life. You know, if we look at, say, for example, some of the greatest crusades, you can take Billy Graham's crusades in the seventies as an example where hundreds of thousands of people were brought to, to Jesus. Um, but if you actually, um, look at the retention of those within the faith who who received Jesus and stayed within the faith, uh, the percentages don't look so great. So evangelism isn't necessarily just a crusade, isn't just going out on the streets. Evangelism is your relationships, it's your families. Um, and why I say this is because of retention. You know, there, there are many um, religious um, uh, parts uh, within the world there are components even within Christianity where or Judaism where retention is higher because they evangelize they live the life they imitate Christ as much as they can all the time it's not just a ministry it's not just a job it's 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 a retention of keeping you your loved ones and your children within the faith so then it consolidates and generationally you can grow and stay strong within the faith. People aren't walking away. Quite often you see in, in modern Christianity this process of deconstruction or those that leave the faith because they're disillusioned or they see hypocrisy because they haven't truly been evangelized by the leaders in, in their life. So I just wanted to highlight that premise that, yes, evangelism is going on the streets. Yes, evangelism is doing difficult things and having difficult conversations. But that's not the be all and end all. This is for me. This is a facet of what it means to be an evangelist. Um, this is perhaps more of the prophetic element of of that calling. That's just my personal opinion, um, and I hope that makes sense. But nonetheless, let's uh, crack on with this clip. Good. We're going to talk about some of the situations, the living conditions that the people are going through, and the difficulty that they're having. Uh, oh, it's just for context as well, um, he's in Haiti. Uh, Port-au-Prince, uh, which I don't know if you're familiar with Haiti and the situa situation over there. It's a very um, desperate place, and uh, this guy loves going into desperate places. People are living here in Haiti, and people need to know, so we're trying to expose some of the conditions uh, so that hopefully, uh, you know, governments around the world can come together and help the people. I don't know. Uh, there's got to be solutions to every problem, but for us to ignore... Uh, that people are having to live like this and we help so many other nations so many other countries what is going on in Haiti and why is no one wanting to come to their their aid it, it's I don't understand it hello how are you Thank you. We know English. <laughs> yes, very good. Thank you for allowing us to come here today and speak with you. It is a blessing for us to see your faces and all your smiles. The number one thing I want you to know today is we care about you. We genuinely care. And so we're here to help as many people as we can. But the main reason why we are here... 
Okay. It just stung me. Whatever that was. It stung me in the bottom. Let's just keep going. I feel it's, it's subsiding a little bit. Okay, so we want you to know Jesus. And we are desperate for your soul to know God. So I want to start with prayer. And I want you to ask God to speak to you today. I want you to ask God directly. To provide for your family. To bring blessing to your home. Okay? Okay. Can we pray together? Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would please bless the people here. Open up, open up their hearts to receive from you. Help them, Jesus. Show them your love. Shine a light into their soul. Strengthen them for the difficult times ahead. Reclaim and declare in the name of Jesus that electricity would be brought into Cité Soleil in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Let us pray and ask God in the name of Jesus that order would be restored and that we would see the people provided for. Oh Lord my God, I pray that you would drive back the principalities and the powers. And that you would open up the windows of heaven. And that the spirit of God would rain upon us like rain on a dry and thirsty land. Bring a soul, uh, bring a harvest of souls from this community. I pray that their belly would never be hungry ever again. I pray that they would never lack ever again. Help them, Jesus. We need you, God. We love you. We trust in you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is my heart that the Spirit of God would move through Haiti. And that God would bring restoration. That we would see renewal. And that you would see prosperous days ahead of you. I don't understand what you're going through. I don't know the difficulty that you, uh, that you see every day. But I do know that God does. God understands exactly what you're going through. He knows the pain in your heart. He knows your anger. He knows your hatred. He knows your sadness, your anxiety, your tears. And he wants you to know that if you call out to him, he will come close to you. He longs for your heart.
heart. He wants you to be his son or his daughter. And God never promised to fix all of our problems. But God does promise to take care of us. To give us peace in the midst, in the midst of our problems. So that whatever difficulty you are facing, you don't have to fight this battle alone. You don't have to go through this struggle alone. In a few days, I'm going to leave. But God, he is here. You can cry out to him. And he will be faithful to you. The only thing he wants from you. He doesn't want your money. He only wants your heart. Your soul. Your mind. Your strength. He wants you to give every part of your life to him. So that in the, the good days and the bad days. You can know that he is Lord. So what I really, um, what I really like about this clip is um, now this guy's done a lot of uh, work. He's gone to a lot of places and uh, had many strong confrontations in in different uh, settings. Uh, but what I enjoy about this is the fact that a majority of the audience there is children, and I think when you're preaching in the, by the spirit, it's it's. Um, it's it's ageless, you know that that that's a message that's relatable to adults and children alike. And I believe even though he's preaching boldly, and um, with passion, it's coming from a place of love and that can be received um, uh, by the children. Uh, and again, it's a, this is a slightly different setting to the the classic right. I'm on the street corner preaching repentance and and taking flack. It's like. Children need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the message that God loves them. And um, I think this beautifully uh, illustrates that. Trust in Jesus. I want to help you understand the gospel very quickly. And this is an important part of the message. This is something that can change your Give me new life. 
Jesus. Jesus. You are Lord of my life. I repent. Please forgive me. So we, we could get into, um, you know, it's children, age of accountability, how aware are they of the prayer that they've just uh, prayed uh, and all those things. But for me, when I look at this, I just think we, we don't know what's taking place in the spirit in this moment, who's being touched, who's being reached. You've got all the parents and the adults in the background, who knows what's going, uh, what's taking place with them. Um, but... Yeah, with that being said, that's Torture Christ Ministries. Again, the, a lot of these channels, they don't. I'm not plugging them or anything because they've got plenty of subscribers and views and all of that. You'll see that for yourselves. But um, if you're led, um, yeah, head over, check them out and uh, see what you think. And I do recommend like watching the full video of that because that's just a tiny... Again, it's about 50 minutes long, but it's worth the watch. It's very powerful and um, really touching as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, next up is um, uh, another uh, friend from from Northern England is uh, is Off the Curb Ministries. Now, um, a lot of his YouTube content is kind of uh, you know videos of um, you know uh, current events and. Um, what the celebrities are doing at this point. And I'm not saying that it, that's exclusively that, but a lot, it, it's very YouTube friendly, uh, accessible Christian content. Um, but I think there's more to, uh, to this guy than, than just making good videos. And if you, if you go to his, uh, YouTube, you see he's, he's two, 2.1 million subscribers. His, his videos literally doing millions, but he's just a real humble guy from the North of England. Again, I don't know his theology. I don't know, you know, who he's affiliated with. Again, it's not about that. Um, 
one component that I really enjoy about this guy is his um, street preaching. And uh, for those that live in uh, the not-so-glamorous parts of, of England, uh, you can definitely identify with the settings and the people. And, um, and again, he goes out there, he does the work, he does the classic preaching. And um, again, I don't know if you've seen it for yourself where you see somebody uh, out on the streets. Um, they may not necessarily be preaching directly to anyone, but you see manifestation take place. You see people swearing, you see people saying like really unkind things uh, about those that are preaching. Uh, again, it's the S word. As soon as you mention sin, <laughs> you're going to be fi finding that there'll be some backlash not too long after. But um, what I like uh, particularly about uh, this guy is that um, he's very gentle. I think he's got a very nice approach um, and there's a boldness to him because he's not afraid to get up literally on the podium and talk um, to use different illustrations and to really just try and get on a wavelength with people. Um, and if I'm being, I mean, this I'm not comparing myself to this by any stretch because these guys smash me out of the water because this isn't something I do. Um, but he may not be the best classical like preacher, in my opinion. But I love the fact that he does it. That he just does it, and um, for me that counts for a lot. And um, that's just in what I've seen. Like uh, again, I don't know the success rates or anything like that. But um, I think what this video highlights is a lot of the flack that he comes against or has come against in the past. Um, and again, it can be very easy to look at these YouTube uh, Christian people and see that they've got all these numbers and they do these nice little videos with some music and some little uh, nice editing. But actually quite a lot of these guys do do the, the groundwork, do go out there and do put themselves on the line. And then, you know, uh, Yars blessed them with, with, a, with a strong online ministry. And I think... Um, this is a good example of that. But um, I think, again, this clip highlights in particular, again, there's so much content on this channel, but I think this clip highlights like the things that he comes against, particularly with ridicule, ridicule and the manifestation that he's faced with. Um, but yeah. This man here claimed to be Satan. This atheist got very angry as soon as he heard me talk about Jesus. We come from apes. Joke, but this man was definitely ready to try and silence me whilst I was preaching. Do you think I've ever looked at bad things with these eyes? I have. You see these fists here? Look at these fists. Do you think that these fists have ever hit anyone before? What do you think? I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch you. No, no, I wouldn't touch you. But I'm saying, no, these fists, they have. They have done things. I've done wrong. I've done bad things. This can be your death and make it wonderful. I like what this man is. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. I'm a dreadful person, you know. And it's only the grace of God. 
A little earlier, we gave these young people a John's Gospel. This is how they tracked the Word of God. Rose from the dead. What do you think of it? Uh, we've got a friend here. Well, there's a man over and he's ripped up a John's Gospel. Why have you ripped up a Gospel, you know? Well, okay, thank you, sir. It's this man, I asked this man. Can I just have that? Sorry. Uh, we, we were giving out John's Gospels, fair enough, you might not agree with it, we were giving out portions of the Bible, and uh, a young man's ripped it up and given it back, that's fine, uh, and I asked him why, and he said, because my dad's left me, now can I, can I pull this back to you sir, did, was it God who made your dad leave, or did your dad do it? God created man, well, people, no, God gave you freedom of choice, yeah. gentleman here said that he is the oldest man on earth and that he's also related to Dorian Gray. Uh, and it goes on. Um, but there's a, there's a certain like um, charm uh, to, to this guy. And uh, I think uh, from what I uh, can tell, he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, he's actually very transparent in a lot of his videos about his uh, faith journey and his walk and uh, the trials and tribulations that he has. But Again, this just highlights that, um, you know, when we do step out, whether it's uh, potentially in a workplace or with work colleagues or with family, uh, just generally going out in the world, when you say certain things, um, yeah, there, there's there's repercussions. But um, I think a lot of these preachers are galvanized by a um, consistent uh, rejection or um, hostility you know, barring physical violence, um, you know, there's a there's a strength that they have in terms of dealing with uh, pushback. And uh, clearly, uh, this guy has received a lot of pushback. But I can personally attest when you go to certain places in England, and you stand on a podium and you start preaching the gospel, and calling people out for, for their sin, like that's, that's bold. So um, yeah, props to off the curb ministries. Um, so last up is a young gentleman by the name of Bryce Crawford. I literally came across this very, uh, literally, uh, this morning and I thought this was a great conversation and, and perhaps maybe shows a, an, uh, a different, maybe not a different approach, but a different generation in how they, uh, 
and how they reach uh, how they reach people. So this is uh, yeah Bryce Crawford, only fourteen thousand. I say only only fourteen thousand subscribers, um, but this is uh, this is a great video. Guys, welcome back. It's been a while. Ever since the Palestine video kind of went ghost. Not really though, like right after the Palestine video, a few weeks later, I got like incredibly ill. I lost 15 pounds, got crazy sick. It was insane. So I had to cut the website off for the shirts. I couldn't package the shirts anymore. And I wasn't making any videos. I was worried about my health, but we got healthy. This is the doctors, got everything right. And now it's time to hit the street again. But even though we weren't recording, doesn't mean we weren't evangelizing because it's a lifestyle. I don't want to put on a facade for a camera and then go home in private and be like the total opposite, you know? And so it was really cool because there was a moment when I was super sick and I was praying that God would heal me with my own health and nothing would happen, but then I would pray for other people and they would get healed immediately <laughs> in Jesus' name. And I was like so confused as all, like why that was happening. But God really encouraged me right after I got healthy. He was like, man, despite your sickness, it didn't stop you from believing for other people's miracles. And so I just want to share that, what I learned with you, because, you know, sometimes we can let our own circumstance define our faith. What the truth of the word says and who Jesus is in his character can triumph what the what the world would make sense in your brain. You know, the world would say, oh, you're sick. No one else would get healed. I mean, Jesus still wants to meet people where they're at despite sickness. And, and it was definitely tough sometimes and really hard mentally just going through it and being sick and being in pain. But I had great roommates, great friends around me. And uh, it was awesome. But we're back, headed to Venice Beach, hopefully pray for people and just see people encounter Jesus. And yeah, we just want to bless people today. What's up, y'all? What's I'm up? Zach. Nice on. to meet you, Zach. It's disrespectful right, to shake people's hands while you're sitting. Oh, thank you, Zach. Nice it says with a prince of peace that surpasses all understanding comfort zach when he's at his lowest god we love you and we bless him in jesus name amen amen thank you brother yeah i love that you bro really sweet dude thank you bro we love you dude whether you believe in god or not if it's god a nice idea if god could do a miracle in your life what would uh, that miracle be i'd ask for multiple ones okay i'll probably have him wax some people i don't like you know, uh, there's a bunch of them. I probably haven't, you know, since all I remember my entire life was praying as a child and people dying left and right. Huh. Like, why can't he just one time get it right and get the people I can't stand? I grew up one side of my family was Muslim, the other side was Christian. So pick a side or get beat up when you're little. Wow. I used to know the whole language of Arabic and my grandmother tried to baptize me. That didn't go well. Uh. <laughs> and she tricked me in the bathroom with candy, lying to the kids. Want some candy? Get uh. in the tub. Wow. <laughs> As you grow up, you got a different outlook on how things go. Amir, I'm sorry that you that you got tricked in the bathroom uh -uh. when you were younger. Man, all that I'm stuff is um, it's a nice little hustle. I'll put it like that. But I've learned over these years just figure out how to be happy before you get old and fat. Because mm. I've never seen a homeless pastor. I've never seen a, a pastor looking like this kid over here in front of you. It won't take Tiny Tim home right there. I believe you, you said something. You take him home? When you said that, that was interesting because when I grew up, I was actually hurt a lot by Christianity, too. Oh, and, man, they're, they're terrible. There's, they're, they're, they are the biggest gangbangers on the planet. If you disagree, they will jump on you. And all they got to do is put an invisible cross on and dismiss it. And I always uh, kind of watch them when they get caught with the hookers every uh, blue moon. They get caught at these hooker houses and they try to pray it away. I'm like, no, dude, you got to cock your pants down. There's a lot of pastors and stuff that have that have done wrong and hurt people, but there, I believe there's also still a lot of good, and I, I was hurt by the bad. It's all made for control. I, think, I know what you're saying. I don't think everyone's like that, though, because listen, listen this. Three years ago, I was inside of Waffle House, 
and I was because I'm from the south you know me I was consumed by a lot of anxiety and depression I grew up in a broken home and when I was there I had an encounter with Jesus and I've never drank seriously I've never drank I've never done drugs and so I knew I wasn't crazy and so I totally get what you're saying when there's like people are people have hurt other people and people have abused Christianity for money and things like that well, but I also, I also believe that there is still like, good out there you know Jesus actually wants to meet Sky people. Daddy basically only help people from your culture he doesn't help people in the ghetto what well, I can I can made to make people feel like I can if they don't get down with the plan in the program then there's this psychological warfare that they kind of draw you into of a spider web. There's a lot of bad, like vultures. but Jesus is the light in the darkness. That's what I mean. Well, and so, hey, you've been hurt by Christianity. I've been hurt by it too, but he can be the light for everybody. It's a nice idea. I'll give you that. It's a nice idea. What, what I quite like about this interchange is that this lad gets the, uh, he gets quite a good balance of like, when you, you've got to be able to listen and to be patient when people want to fire off their um, their stance or their position on Christianity, quite often they'll have their stock, you know, oh, the hypocrisy and the, the money, da-da-da-da. But letting him just say what he's got to say rather than just firing back. Um, but then at the same time, when he starts mentioning, when he when he does come back with things and the guy tries to cut him off, he, he stays strong with like what he's trying to deliver and say. So I, I quite rate... The, the balance that he struck there. It's a nice Disney thing to, you know, get the kids into. But the reality is when you see somebody die in front of you and there's nothing left, that's all you're going to get. Can I pray for you really quick and bless you? Would that be okay? That would really bless me if I could well, pray for you. I got to think about that. Can I put a hand on your shoulder, Amir? Yeah, if you want to. I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus, I thank you for Amir, God. I just bless him. Jesus, may you just encounter him in dreams, God. We just love Amir. God, I thank you for his creativity and his and his mind like an artist. God, will you just bless his artistic creativity? God, we just ask for you to increase that. God, will you just show him your love and the Prince of Peace surpass all understanding. Meet him. Bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. We really do love you. And I'm sorry you've been hurt by Christianity and Christians. But the reason that we do what we do is because we're out here and we want to change the narrative because Christianity has given a bad rap to a lot of people and you've been hurt by a lot of people that claim to be Christian. Mm. But I believe that the love of Jesus is still real. It's still inside of people. And mm. the same love of Jesus that met me inside a Waffle House three Waffle years ago. House. No joke. Well, he's killing a Waffle House now. Yeah, he's chilling everywhere, bro. He wants well. to meet us where we're at. In a sense, he was like... Um, yeah, just a really cool interchange. Um, I think, again, brings up a lot of uh, elements of evangelism where I think we can go in with the intention of uh, giving somebody the full gospel, um, bringing them to the to the to full repentance. But quite often it's 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 a seed that's being planted. It can just be a conversation. It can be different facets of of just having a a conversation about God and a a sharing of belief. And um, I think that was great. He, He obviously he allowed him to pray for him and when he did pray you could see the resistance in his body language uh so something again we don't know what's taking place in the spirit but the the lad's gone in there in good faith and he's uh you know he's trying to represent as best as possible and um no i I think what's uh what i've come to learn and and see over uh, a period of time in the short time that i've been in the faith is that when it comes to evangelism and witnessing it's um it's you need to love people 
Like you need to genuinely love people um, and love having conversations and sharing about people, their lives, their interests. Of course, the, the aim is always to share the gospel and, and to, to bring uh, salvation to people. Um, but evangelism can be so small. You know, it can be a, a smile, it can be a hello, it can be opening a door, it can be a, a short conversation. Um, and I was having a, a, a chat uh, the other day about, you know, w- when we first come to the faith, we feel like we're pressed to bring everybody to the faith, that we, we're responsible for saving everybody. And if we don't give the gospel, then that person's going to be condemned to hell and it's all your fault. And and you start to see in the scripture that it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. It's the it's Yah that prepares the heart and um, it's Yah that does all, all of the work. We're just his sort of vessels. And um, from then, uh, you know, of course we can be pressed by the Spirit to speak to individuals, to step out in faith, to have boldness and courage, which are, I fully advocate in all of these ingredients are desin- definitely necessary when talking to strangers or doing things in public or even to those that you know. It's not an easy thing to do. However, when you go in with uh, this uh, ulterior motive of saving everyone and, and, and needing to fire off the gospel, quite often you can be just weird you can be awkward it can be stilted it's not of the spirit and uh, you actually can end up doing more harm than good Um, so why I say that love is important because you just need to be able to love talking to people listening to people and once they've listened and they're engaged just at that point you may well be able to share the faith and and what you're actually doing so um, yeah that guy in the Ray Comfort uh, clip wasn't wrong. It is all about love. So with that uh, being said, I hope uh, that this was helpful in some way. Um, I hope you've enjoyed um, the clips that we looked at. And yeah, again, I hope we've just uh, brought to light some of the work that, that goes on or has gone on and does continue to go on. And hopefully as we go further into this mini-series, we can highlight more elements uh, to that. So um, with that, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, God willing, we'll see you on the next one. And uh, from our house to yours, uh, shalom, God bless, see you soon.